As we're back here on this Monday afternoon, I want to start this hour with a big congratulations to my friend Steve Dawes and his lovely wife, Stephanie. Their son is Nico, Nico Dawes, who actually made his NHL debut in goal for the Devils on Saturday. Big moment, proud moment, of course, for any family, uh, Mary and Dave. But if I could just back the story up just uh, really quickly here. Uh, Steve is part of a, a group of friends that uh, we all grew up playing hockey together ourselves. And this is one of the great things about uh, sports. We played hockey from roughly the ages of 8 to 18 and really have kept in uh, touch, uh, mostly through uh, email. Had a great Zoom call, all of us together at the beginning of the uh, pandemic, but have always kind of kept uh, in contact, connection with uh, one another. And the emails just started flying a Friday afternoon because uh, Nico actually played a goal for Team Canada, the World Juniors, last Christmas, and then got drafted by the uh, Devils, got sent down. But then on Friday, we got to word that Nico was getting called up for his first start on a Saturday. So it was just a merry, really nice, really uh, heartwarming to see, uh, you know, all of the response from uh, everybody that, uh, you know, again, we've known each other, geez. 40 years now, right? And when you think back to being 8 or 10 years old and just to see. And when you play hockey together, your dream, of course, is to make it to the NHL. And, of course, rarely anybody does. None of us did. So it was just awesome to live this through Steve and his wife Stephanie's uh, eyes on uh, Saturday. Oh, it sounds like a great, you know, way to, as you said, live vicariously through somebody else and then see them on the ice and see them play in, you know, go, the big show, right? And the NHL. I mean, what a dream come true. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice in the uh, Devils, by the way. What a first class organization. Uh, they actually flew Steve and Stephanie uh, down to see the game. We were all having fun with uh, because uh, during the game, of course, uh, they showed the two of them in the stands. And there's uh, Steve uh, cheering on with his uh, brand new Devils jersey. And I can say that because he he still had the tag on. <laughs> you can see it with his arms in the air cheering on. It's like, take that tag off. Uh, and here's a Stephanie. Uh, have a listen uh, to this because the uh, Devils actually posted this on their uh, Instagram page uh, shortly uh, after the game. Here's a Stephanie with a camera and mic'd up uh, watching uh, her son Nico's uh, debut on Saturday. All right, first shot on net. Save it. That's good. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! Yes, uh, yes. Uh, get it. Oh, I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the Sabres again. Nico Dawes has been very busy. Oh. Yeah. Woo! Show me that one again. And you know, Mary, what I love about that video, and it just warms my heart hearing it again, uh, what I love about that video, it doesn't matter if it's Pee Wee or the pros. The parents, they're, they're always the same, aren't they? They are. I mean, what a great, enthusiastic, you know, response. And how could it not be? I mean, proud hockey mom, proud hockey dad. And there's, you know, Nico does on on the ice of the NHL. How could you not contain your enthusiasm and cheer that on? Yeah, again, congratulations to uh, Nico and to the entire uh, Dawes family, uh, Steve and uh, Stephanie in particular. Hey, here's a guy who knows a thing or two about this moment, spending so many years covering and being involved in junior hockey. The coach, Tim Cunningham, joins us now here on Global News Radio. And Tim, that is such a big moment, isn't it, for any family? Oh, my God, yeah. And, and I, you know, Nico Dawes is an incredible, incredible athlete, incredible goaltender. 
but it, you know, it wouldn't have been a shock that he would have spent the year, the, this first season in the minors. And uh, for the, just the fact that he got a chance to play in New Jersey. And, and, you know, and the one thing, you know, as you were just saying, Jeff, hockey parents sound just the same in Pee Wee as they do in the NHL. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's infectious. And, and uh, you know, it, it's a, probably a surreal moment for the entire Dots man. Yeah, without a doubt. And by the way, Nico, third star of the game as he won his uh, NHL debut. Uh, maybe the Leafs could trade for him. I don't know, because we are going to talk uh, Leafs here, Coach, because it has not been a great start to the uh, season. Is it time already? I think we're only six games in so far for Toronto. Is it time to push the panic button, do you think? No, no, not at all. Uh, you know, are there concerns? Absolutely. And the way they lost on Saturday night in Pittsburgh, where they lost basically to an American Hockey League team, uh, and know, lost seven to one, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was ugly. Uh, but I don't think it, it, it's uh, it's uh, panic time yet at all. Um, you know, I really have always felt that you don't you never understand the identity of a team until the tenth or fifteenth between ten and fifteen games into a season. And you know they're going to make some adjustments tonight. Um, I, I see that. Uh, Michael Bunting's going to play on the on the top line with uh, William Nylander and, and Austin Matthews, and, and um, uh, uh, Mitch Marner's going to be down with uh, on the second line with with Tavares. So they're going to they're trying things out. Nick Ritchie uh, started in prime time playing on the top line, and I don't think anybody that ever followed Nick Ritchie in in his years in the OHL, I certainly did. Watched him play for the Peterborough Peets and then the Sioux Greyhounds were shocked that he couldn't uh, keep up with with the uh, top three forwards on the team. He's going to he's going to play in the fourth line tonight, but he'll settle in, you know, probably as a second line guy, maybe a third line guy, but uh, you know there there are uh, things that happen at the beginning of a season that that uh, you you can't explain but you can't panic. I remember back in 2010 when the Toronto Maple Leafs won their first four games in a row and I believe they won their first 8 of 10. And people were uh, mapping out the parade route for the Stanley Cup parade. And they ended up only winning, I think, about 29 more hockey games that year and uh, finished out of the playoffs. So you, you really can't tell much uh, with, with this small sample size. Okay, but a season, as you know, can get away from you pretty quick. And we're six games in right now. What is the biggest concern? You just mentioned uh, Marner, uh, demoted off the top line to play in the second line. Still playing with uh, John Tavares, captain, pretty good player. Uh, but is that the biggest concern right now? A lot of fans are pointing to uh, Marner and the fact he's only got one assist in the first six contests. Yeah, yeah I'll be, I, I, you know, you're paying these guys, you know, 40 million bucks and it's your, they're your best players are not being your best players. Um, you know, they're getting pretty good production. You know, they're getting pretty good service from their third and fourth line, but you're not going to win that way. You need uh, Matthews, Marner, Tavares. Nylander's been okay. You know, Nylander's got five points. Um, but you need those three guys to contribute. I mean, they, they're getting paid the dough, so they've got to, uh, you know, they've got to be on the score sheet every night. And it's just hasn't, it hasn't been there yet, but it's going to come. These guys are world-class talent, and uh, it, it, will, it will eventually uh, turn around for them. Uh, but you're right. Your best players have to be your best players. Is there a concern there, Coach, about toughness? And by that, I don't mean kind of that grit or that uh, sandpaper that hockey analysts always uh, talk about. But when I talk toughness, I mean perseverance. Because as you well know, that is the knock against this team, particularly after the way they exited the playoffs last season against Montreal. And is there a concern that this is just a continuation of what happened there? 
I, I think you're right. I think that it, there is a concern that there is uh, certainly there could be a lack of fortitude, certainly amongst your your top six forwards. Um, you know, yeah, I'm not I'm not talking about fighting either, but but uh, um, you know, the, the, the players have to fight through things, especially in the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's it's a tough time to play, and we didn't see a lot of that in the last uh, three games in the uh, in the in the series against Montreal, and we haven't seen it so far this year. Uh, but but you've got some guys on this team with a lot of character and a lot of leadership, and and I would encourage people to be patient. Uh, you know, if we're having the same conversation in in a couple of weeks, uh, then then there is huge concern. But I would, uh, for the time being, I would I would lay off that panic button. Okay, but coming off that seven-one loss Saturday in Pittsburgh tonight, it's Carolina the Leafs are uh, playing. I mean, does that uh, perseverance? Do they have to uh, turn things around and turn things around quickly, like starting tonight? Absolutely, and that's and that's the approach that they'll take. Uh, and, and it's not even starting tonight; it's it's starting the first uh, five minutes of the hockey game. This is a team that's uh, gotten off to slow starts so far. I don't think they've scored the first goal yet in a game. And uh, they really have to break the game down into five-minute segments and, and win every segment, uh, certainly in the first 20 minutes. And and uh, um, and and that's the I'm sure I would I will bet my bottom dollar that's the approach that Sheldon Keefe is taking with these guys tonight is that it starts now that you know let's wipe let's wipe the slate clean, especially after a, a debacle like Saturday night, and and start tonight. They're going to play against a pretty good hockey club, and uh, you know and the, and the the, the thing about playing a lot of these teams that only come into Toronto once or twice a year is they love coming to Toronto because that's where a lot of these guys are from. So they elevate their game. So you, 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 it's, it's never easy, especially okay. uh, trying to turn this around at home. Speaking of that, uh, of course, Freddie, Frederick Anderson went to Carolina. I would think he's probably uh, starting tonight. And I don't know what there is, but every time Toronto seems to trade away a player, they always have a big year the next year and particularly big games against Toronto. For sure. They want to come <laughs> back and prove, prove something. And, and you know, you, you cannot... You cannot um, over overstate how tough the media pressure is on these guys. Um, you know, Freddie's Freddie's in a place in in Carolina where they're more concerned about the NFL right now than they are about the NHL team, and that's what happens with a lot of these guys. They go to markets where they're not under the microscope, and then they come back and they want to prove something, uh, and they want to prove something to the fans and to management. Uh, and I would expect Freddie Anderson's going to have an outstanding game again tonight. Um, but, but, you know, these guys have practiced against him for, for the last couple of years, so they know how to beat him. And, uh, they, as you say, just have to have to persevere and they have to really get their noses dirty tonight, especially, uh, their top six forwards. Okay. I'm just putting this out there. I don't think this has ever been done in professional sports, but I think the Leafs, whenever they trade a player, there should be a clause that, uh, for at least the first season, maybe two, that you can't dress them against the Leafs. <laughs> 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 well, we'll see what happens okay. with Freddie Anderson. But but you've got a lot of good Ontario boys on on that Carolina team that are going to play very well tonight. You bet. Coach, appreciate this. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Take you care. bet. There's the coach, Tim Cunningham. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.